The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Juan Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. We've got two phenomenal female entertainers, and it's going to be a blast. Before we get started, let's say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town host, Mr. Ron Russell. One week. 14 years I've been here every day like a slave. I don't get paid, you know. <laughs> El Chipo does not pay me. I do this for free. I said, why am I doing it for free, Jimmy? But we're married. So when you're married, your mate doesn't give you salary. That's called slavery. But anyway, <laughs> last week I did a documentary. It was exciting. I hope they, they put it out because I was so provocative and outrageous. They may not even use it because they have to edit it down really bad. I talked about the whores of Hollywood, how everybody was a whore back in my day. But today they're not whores anymore. There's no such thing as a whore. You know, I talked about Marilyn Monroe, you know, and she was the biggest whore of them all. I don't know that they're going to like it. So anyway, you know, honesty today doesn't go very far, as you well know. We all, not we, most live with their heads stuck in the sand. They refuse to see what's going on or hear what's going on in the world. Everybody's wonderful. Everybody's sweet and terrific. No one offends anybody. How fucking boring is that? Anyway. So what are you going to show people? This is exciting. All right? You got to say it because don't forget everybody's not watching. What am I, 12 years old? You, you got to tell me? I mean, today, <laughs> you know, this book is going to go right up his ass today. You know, if I didn't like it so much, I'd make you eat it. Anyway, the gal that we had on a couple of weeks ago. Wrote a book. And the book is called The Godfather's Daughter. And he was indeed the head of the, of the mafia. I haven't read the book yet. I read some of it because I'm saving it for my plane ride to New York in a couple of months. Uh, I need, I read on board, otherwise I go crazy. Six hours of torture from here to New York. I would suggest that you get this book because it's very, very delicious. For the little bit that I read, I thought, Ron, put it down. And I kept saying, a little bit more, a little bit more. Ron, put it down. You need it for the airplane when you fly to New York. But anyway, here it is, folks. It's it's going to be an exciting book. And I think she's hit a lot of the truth about the um, so-called mafia. Uh, did you get enough of it? Can you see it good? Is it reflecting? There we go. Actually, read them the whole title real quick. So you guys, it's well, called they The Godfather's they Daughter, An Unlikely Story of Love, Healing, and Redemption by Rita Gigante. Yay! 
It's got lots of pictures, which is also nice. Color pictures. Right. Oh, well, there they go. Lots of pictures. So you guys will like it. It's a great book, and we're happy that we got a copy for us. And, it's and she wrote the most beautiful inscription for you, Jimmy Starr. She I wrote, forgot what it said. She wrote it for me, not for you, because I told oh, her. Oh, yeah. No, I said, write me a nice dedication. And right. she put, to Ron, wishing you both a lifetime of love, peace, together, and what abundance. Thank you for being there for me. What is it? It says, thank you for being the light that you are. Oh, see that? With love and gratitude, Rita G. See that? So that was to both of us. <laughs> well, she surely said my name. They only give us one. They don't ever give us one for each of us because I like to display them in my book cabinet. I have a whole book cabinet filled. Oh, this book is mine. Don't I look like that that old lady oh, Iris? Look. look, watch. I look like Iris. Watch. Now we're both like Iris, except for that. No, I look like Iris. You look like what's her, her name? Apfel. Iris Apfel. Mm, look. Anyway, we hope everybody's doing good. And uh, people are starting to join us in the chat room. Hello, hello. Uh, Don Hinton has joined us. Hello, Lady Lake, Cindy, Lady Lake. Thanks for all the promos. Um, Julia from Russia is in there. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I think you guys are going to enjoy our two guests today. Oh, we'll get rid of this now. No, we don't get rid of it. We put it aside. No, I know. That's what I mean. We'll we don't get, rid, get of rid of it. We'll get rid of it for the show is what I meant. <laughs> so but, yeah, I met him in the mall. Money, my business, I walking in the mall, he comes up to me and he tells me I'm the, I'm the most gorgeous thing in the mall. I thought, what a demented friggin' fag this is. They said we look like professors with our glasses on. No, I look like Iron. Anyway, I met him in the mall. I didn't even like him, all right? He tried to date me. I, I brushed him off. Get out of here. You're, you're not my type. And here I am, 11 years later, Madly in love with this insane <laughs> creature that treats me like a 12-year-old. I don't treat you like a 12-year-old. Yes, you I do. just want to get out all the information. You're a control freak, folks. Trust me. Oh, I am a control freak. He, Absolutely. He tells me all day long what to do as I'm doing it. Get up now, but I've been up for 10 minutes. Have your breakfast now. But I, I don't. It's not I that finished bad. My, oh, it's bad. I finished having my breakfast. Now go sit. I, I said, I am sitting. So I'm always ahead of him. He doesn't it, he, really pay attention to the clock, though, is the problem. Like, he has, like, appointments and stuff. I'm a Gemini. He, Geminis don't give a shit about clocks. <laughs> we have no concern of time. Gemini, any Gemini out there that cares about time is not a Gemini. There's a mistake. Jane Russell, who was my bud, and she was a Gemini. She was, she was never late for things, but she had a difficult time getting there. And so do you. No, I mean, she was supposed to come to my house for the weekend. And where are you, Jane? I kept calling her up. She said, oh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. She lived in Santa Barbara, up in Montecito. Four or five hours go by. I called again. I said, Janie Poole, where are you? Oh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. She got there nine o'clock at night. I said, where the frig were you all day? She said, oh, I had a you know, hard time getting started. I had to do some things. It's a Gemini. I'm not, you know, I was not upset about it. I understood. Show everybody your 49 watch you out today because this is the very first one we got. This is the first one we got? Yep. Well, I'm wearing my favorite color, which is turquoise, and I have a wristwatch that matches because I'm stylish. Of course you are. They want to know what you do different with your hair today. What I do different with my hair today? Absolutely jack shit. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what 
<laughs> you know, I cut it short for that movie that I was in that we're not in because we're on strike. And I was letting my eyebrows grow in white and my hair cut very short because they want to age me because the star that I play, his father, is 60-something. And they said, Ron, you look like his brother, but you have to get old. So I'm trying to age myself. I don't want to lose this part. It's a wonderful part, and I love it. But we will shoot it as soon as the strike is over. Yes. So we want to, like, tell everybody. But I'm not going to cut my hair shorter again. I'm just going to let it grow long. Maybe I'll wear it slicked back like old men do, you know? I actually like that. Yeah, like an old man. I think I might I have like, have a beard or wear a cardigan. You know, I, I, they'll, they'll make me old. They'll make me look 83. Where's Astro? I don't know. That's weird. Astro. Oh, he is. Okay, here he comes. Well, here he comes. I just want to make sure he was, like, okay. Um, Come up to Dad. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. Uh, We want to tell you you can listen to our show, uh, obviously, live on W4CY.com. You can also – we're on from uh, 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can also hear us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Obviously, you can watch it on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Um, those are the major, major platforms. There's on like another 150, but I'm not sure exactly what they are. And uh, uh, so that's how it is. We're all over. We're all over. Like the plague. Like the plague. Okay, I'll take it. It's very cheerful today. I'm I am. I'm over. cheerful today. I'm excited. How are you so cheerful? What the fuck are you so happy Because we about? have Christine W. coming on. Yeah, so. So Christine W. is fabulous. I'm yeah, like super so. excited. She's got so. 17 number one billboard hits. Yeah, and I think so, it's going to be so, fun. So, so what? So what? I mean, so what? So we have Christine W. coming on. I'm just ready for her because I don't like her. I'm not going to be nice to her because I'm jealous. <laughs> jealous of her. Guess who she sang with? Patty no, LaBelle. Yes. I hate her. I hate this broad who's coming on. <laughs> don't even come on the show, sweetie, because you sang Should with it? Patty LaBelle, and I could kill you for that. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. They'll edit us. You're not allowed to say that in a joke, folks. You can't make jokes about anything. So anyway, I'm only teasing and kidding. I cannot wait for her to come on so I could grill her about my LaBelle. I like love it. I'm sure she's going to have a wonderful Patty LaBelle story to tell us. She's actually uh, in the chat room. They're actually saying that they want to see you with a beard. Oh, I look like shit. Yeah, he doesn't look good with a beard, you guys. No, no, I, had I didn't beard. like it at all. I look, like, <laughs> I look like a rabbi. Even if he doesn't shave for like two days, it no, doesn't no, no. look good. I, I don't like in it. My, in my younger years when I was black, you know, hair and everything, I had a beard and a mustache, a goatee, and I looked like Satan. And my mother said, get rid of that shit on your face. You'll look like the devil. I said, well, so I shaved. I said, Ma, what do you think now? She said, but the beard was sexy. I said, can you ever get the with your mothers, right? Mothers were so insane in those days. They tell you one thing, then the next minute they tell you something else. Absolutely. Like you. I'm like a mother. You are a mother. <laughs> mm. I've called him a mother many I'm times. I'm a father. I've called him a mother <laughs> <laughs> many times. Many, many times. He's anyway, joking. yeah, I'm excited about today's guest. It's going to be fun. So actually, she's here. You want to bring her on? No, I hate her. <laughs> Wait she comes on. I'm not even going to talk. Don't to even her. bring up though that stuff yet. Let's bring, wait. No, I can't. I'm so I don't give a shit about anything she has to say. 
But Patty LaBelle, are you crazy? No, we're going to bring a lot. Anyway. Two people I love and adore, Patty LaBelle and Johnny Mantis. Two of them. The best performers in the world. So, all right, everybody, we're going to bring on our Let's first go. guest. Let's go. Let's get our first guest on, who's a big shot. Hello. There you are. And I'm not speaking to you because you Wait, said- wait, we got to make sure we can hear before you start talking. Can you, can you guys hear me? Hey, yes. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, hi. No, hi. don't say hi to me. I don't like it. Wait, 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 wait. Are you on a phone? Yeah, I am. Can you turn it sideways or no? Or is it is it stuck there? It might be stuck there, but we could try. Let's just try and see. If you can that way you'll be a, a wider on the screen. Oh, you have somebody helping you. That's good. Yay! That's what we want. Perfect. And you're resting the sisters on the desk. That's good. <laughs> now, listen to me, you blondie over there, girl. You sang with Patty LaBelle. How dare you? Oh, wait, they're still fixing it. Okay. I said you sang with Patty LaBelle. She don't care. She's fixing it. Hold on, honey. We're gonna have to go back the other way. We're gonna I think we're gonna have to go back the other way. I don't think we can make it happen. Otherwise, you won't see me. Okay. All right. We got you anyway. So now let's do a real introduction and then you can say what you want to say. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the queen of dance music, Christine W. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, you guys. Hi. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Ron. How are you? Good. Good. I danced to your music for years and years, believe me. All, All right. 90s, all through the 90s, I went to every gay bar in New York with my friends, and there you were singing, not you, but your music was all over the place. You are really a gay icon, you know, in the gay world. I'm oh, saying nice things you. about you, but I'm really angry, jealous of you. I'm very jealous because you <laughs> sang with Patti LaBelle. He loves Patti LaBelle. And I told him that you did a, Patti LaBelle covered one of your songs and you did a duet with her. And he's like, you're kidding, right? And I said, no, I'm not kidding. I cannot believe you have such chutzpah. Now listen. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She's an amazing artist. She, uh. She fell in love with Land of the Living when her mom and her sister passed away. She was having a hard time getting motivated to get up in the morning and, and go to do her shows and to just be Patti LaBelle. She, she told me she just had no motivation to, to do anything. She was really depressed. And she, uh, her assistant, Sammy, who was a fan of mine, brought the record to her and said, Patti, you need to listen to this record. It's about show business. It's about being grateful to be alive and in the land of the living. And she listened to the song and Sammy said that she listened to that song before every performance and every appearance for a long time. And it gave her a lot of, uh, gave her a lot of strength. So then she asked me if I would come to Los Angeles and do a duet with her. And so I flew to this, to Los Angeles when we recorded it in the studio. It was one of the biggest, you know, uh, honors of my life, really. Oh, it's fantastic. And the song is fantastic. I listened to it like 20 times yesterday. <laughs> Another show is over and the lights are going down, baby. Yeah. It's you have some voice, too. I no, have to I, say, I, which I we're going to talk about. I, mean, I know the song well because I know all of Patty's music. I have more Patty LaBelle in my car than any other performer. Hours of Patty LaBelle. Um, his favorite two performers, okay, are Patti LaBelle and Johnny, Johnny Mathis. Which, uh, uh, do you know who Johnny Mathis is? Of course she does. I certainly do. I took my mother. That was my mother's favorite singer on the planet. And for her 80th yeah. birthday, I flew into town, 
rented a car. We drove to Portland, Oregon to see him at the theater there. We sat front row because a comedian that I had done shows with here in Vegas was opening for him, Brad Upton. And Brad got us front row tickets, and that's how we celebrated her 80th birthday. I absolutely love him. And my mom looked like Elizabeth Taylor, so he was just smitten with my mom and kept singing to her during the whole show. And I was like, what is going with these two? And uh, so he, and of course, we went backstage, and they, they spent an hour. We closed down the theater, and, and the two of them, my mom was a performer, too. She played 12-string guitar and sang. She knew all his songs, and they sat and talked about things from the 50s and the 60s, and it was just amazing. I was, What a magical night. I'll never forget him. He well, is I've such been, a rock star. I've, I've been in Johnny's company three times, and um, he's just a wonderful person. He's kind, he's gentle, he's sincere, unpretentious, not narcissistic. He's just a wonderful guy who loves singing. And, you know, if you say to him, what is your joy in life? He'll say to you, singing. And he's 86 yeah, he's years old, and he's still singing at 86 years old. To a pack I know, he's amazing. Next time he's in Vegas, I'll be there for sure. I will be there yeah. next time yeah. So Ron, Ron just celebrated his 83rd birthday. Um, like a month ago, right? And uh, and he's always loved Johnny Mathis. I never listened to Johnny Mathis till I met him, uh, but well, I love Johnny you know Mathis what? too. Johnny Mathis made us fall in love. Uh, everyone, everybody I dated, girls and guys, in those days I dated both. I had a Johnny Mathis song for everybody, and we all loved it. It was beautiful because the songs were about love and loving the beautiful woman or the handsome man. Today, music doesn't do that anymore. Music is angry, music is harsh, music is vulgar, and music is just not what Johnny did. As for Patti LaBelle, nobody hits a C like she does. I mean, her C is beyond C. It's like, see me see me later, baby. Patti LaBelle, yeah, amazing. Just, she gives you everything. Now let's talk about you. Wait, wait I want to brag. No, 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 wait. I want to talk about her. You, I know your music, and I, I got news for you, baby. I couldn't sit still. All right, your club <laughs> music went. It was, it was happening, and everybody loved it. When, when your song, you, you were like uh, Donna Summers and that time. You know that kind of an icon in the gay yep. bar. Oh, yeah, in the gay bar. You are sensationally famous. So I want to brag for you a little bit for anybody who, in case they don't know who you are. So you guys, first of all, this is Christine W. She has 17 number one dance yep. hits. Yay. <laughs> right now she's Billboard's top 10 artist of the decade, number eight greatest dance artist of all time, number three from the last decade, decade trailing only Madonna and Beyonce. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I have to like say something because like, and I don't want you, hopefully that this doesn't come out offensive, but you can really sing. You know, a lot of times dance artists do dance music because I have a lot of friends who, who have had hits, but they can't really sing. Um, you it know, goes through the system. It goes through the system and everything. But like you, like I listened to, a, I actually listened to this morning the ballad version of Stronger. And I was like, oh my God, what a huge voice. You have the biggest, like you can really sing. And, and then I went through your background and how you've done a lot of jazz and stuff. So like you're, a, you do do dance music cause you love dance music, but not because that's because you can't Listen, sing anything else. You can sing the phone book. Let, let's face it. Yeah. Patty LaBelle, yeah. Patty LaBelle would never sing with 
someone who cannot sing. Because it would, I mean, it would ruin. She will, she, she, she will tell you that too. No, I'm she serious. Will tell you that. Christy, yeah. I'm not lying. Patty LaBelle. No, she's, she's, she's pretty know, clear about that. Oh, yeah. You are her, you are her equivalent, different style. Patty does one thing you do. I know you basically from uh, dance. I call I call it dance because I'm old fashioned. What do you call your music now? Dance? No. Uh, it's dance music, but basically house music, which is house, house or dance. dance. Yeah, house. House, which, pretty much. Which, yeah. which, which we have to in this country not have. It's old. It's out. It's finished. It's done. Those words are so lousy and negative because your music today. If it's played, you're still going to get off your fat ass and dance. <laughs> uh, and you're still going to enjoy your music because there's so many performers that we come, that ha we have big famous people on our show, people from your day, you know, big ones. Well, are they still now? You know? No, no, I mean the 90s. When I, oh. I know, of, listen, after the 90s, I got old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was already like 60 years old dancing. <laughs> No, oh my goodness! You're out partying pretty hard. That's crazy. Still, you know what? I still do. I, okay. I mean, love that. CC Penningston is a good friend of ours, and she was in my house, and we put finally on, and I didn't stop dancing for the long, uh, long the extended play, version. The extended version. <laughs> you know, because the music is fabulous. She's a sweetheart, I love her. That's I love her, song. Jack. I love her also. We love her. She covered one of my songs too. Yeah. What song did she cover of yours? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think now. Now you got me because uh, I've written so many songs. I've probably written over 1,500 songs. But um, well, we, we see her. We'll ask. I'll but ask her because she's, she's a very. When I wrote her a song and, and it became a hit too. It's just been I've so, got so many songs. It's crazy when I think about it. Good but yeah, you. the new the latest song is by my side. That's doing excellent. Um, it just got added to Pride Radio. It's uh, we did a. I opened for Kylie Minogue a couple weeks ago. In that is so huge. How was that? Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. There was a uh, about thirteen thousand people there wow. in the Jones Amphitheater, and Taylor Dane was there, and Deborah Cox, and Allie Brooks, and Dea, and um, it was Dane. just. KT Euphoria, what an amazing concert. KT threw it, and it was just next level. Huge. That's in New York, right? You know, that's in that's LA. In New York, yeah. Kylie Minogue was great. I flew in my dancers from Vegas, and I have uh, some female singers in New York. Uh, Kelsey and Carla, they were there. And uh, my stylist, Jeffrey DeBerethy, did all sequin cobalt, liquid sequin cobalt blue outfits. It was fantastic. So I was just in New York a couple of couple weeks ago and I'm going to be in Pennsylvania this weekend on Sunday uh, for Reading Pride and what amazing people they are and Thea Austin will be with me, David Hernandez and um, Caswell and they're building an outdoor stage. It's going to be magnificent. They've really got a fun party planned for yeah. Reading, Pennsylvania. We're, we're and then I'll be in Eureka Springs after that. Mm -hmm. we're, we're moving back east next year. And oh, okay. When, when we're back east and you're there you, we'll could, come you could be very kind and comp us two seats <laughs> at, yeah, at your, you know, at your performance because I want to see you live and I'd love to meet you. Yeah, this would be fun, you guys. Let's do it, okay? okay. Yes, I get a party date. I remember you. We got a dance date. Yes. Oh, I'll okay. dance. Let's you, let's you, let's I'll go. dance with you. 
We and I are going to do we that. Love, we, we love all the dance artists. Uh, we've had a lot of freestyle artists on. Taylor Dane's been on. Stevie Everybody. B. Um, and I nice. did. I don't know a whole bunch of like the people that kind of went awesome. in the circle. Oh. And um, Wendy Moten. Uh, who else? Wendy Moten's not dance though. No, but I'm just bringing oh, up. Those, those are all my buddies. I love this. Wendy's big again. Wendy came back. Actually, Joya Bruno and Expose yep. are really good friends of ours. I'm from Miami, and I grew up. Uh, we used to hang out all the time, and um, and we're really good friends with uh, Tracy Young, who I'm sure you know because I'm. I don't know if she's. Yes. Really Stuff, but she's a good friend of ours. She's, she's, re, she's remixed a bunch of my songs. Absolutely. We wrote a song together, too. And uh, in fact, she's got a song with me on this new album. Which, by the way, I, I never asked Jimmy who's going to be on the show because I don't want it rehearsed. I, I never in, I never happened to know who you are. So I, I couldn't help but know who you were. Sometimes they come on, I have no idea who they are. And I say, who are you? What do you do? And this way, it's like the audience listening. But with you, I got excited. I said, oh, my God, how did you get her? You know, and he said, because Eileen interviewed you, Eileen Shapiro, who's Jimmy's partner. And Eileen. Eileen, oh, what a beautiful lady. What a wonderful lady. Yeah, well, she, yes. told, she told me how wonderful you are. I said, are you kidding, Eileen? <laughs> I've known this woman for 100 years already. No, so I'm excited you're here. So actually, I really what I and, actually and I want to hear more about uh, your relate. Did, did Patty bring one of her pies to this to this happening? She didn't do in pies. No, then. but she greeted me with a, a full length fur coat on, which really took my breath away. I wasn't ready for that. Um, you know, usually in the recording studio, everybody's very casual, and uh, she had a full length fur coat on, and I think she had a glass of wine in her hand, and I was just, I was almost like she's. Oh, you know, she was at her house, you know, and it was just like, I was like, okay, where am I right now? Because usually in the studio, everybody wears sweats, you know, they don't wear yeah. any makeup, you know, there's this pretty raw in the studio. So I was just, I almost, loved it. She almost came to our house for dinner with uh, Kathy Sledge and her husband, oh. and we missed out on it, for, but anyway, I was heartbroken. Because when Kathy Sledge said, because they lived in the next town from us in Pennsylvania. We lived in Doylestown. They lived in Newton, Newtown? Newtown. Newtown. And I said to Sister Sledge, Kathy, I said, you and your guy have to come over for dinner. I'll cook a nice Italian meal. She said, oh, can I bring Patty LaBelle? I said, what the fuck are you out of your mind? You're telling me, can you bring? What are you crazy? <laughs> You're asking me, can you bring Patty LaBelle? So exactly. I, oh, I was, I was like wild, and we had sold our house, and we had to move. So we were in the middle of moving and packing, but and it didn't happen. But Patty Lavelle owes me a visit. Oh, I love Kathy. Kathy Legend. Oh, I love her. She's a dear friend. We're friends friend. with Kathy and what's her sister? Patty. Name? No, no, Kathy and. Uh, oh my God! I just had a brain fart. Kathy and and uh, oh my God. Anyway, she's gonna be so <laughs> nice. I, think I, did, I did a Phoenix Pride with Kathy Sledge. She was oh, really probably did. You're in Las Vegas now, right? You live in Las Vegas? I live in Las Vegas. Yes, I do. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. 120 degrees. The heat. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty warm, yeah. And I have to brag. This is, I wanted to tell you about this backdrop right here. This is a painting by Kevin Hees. So I wanted to brag on him. I just Finally got it home from Los Angeles because it's five foot by six foot. It's very big, <laughs> but I'm so excited about it. 
but he's a great artist, a photographer, but he turned artist um, like a, about 15 years ago. And it's, he's just amazing. So I'm excited about this. So I put Our it chat in. room loves it. Our chat room is saying how beautiful. Say hi to the chat room. Hi, you guys. It's Kevin Hees, though. This is his painting in the background. Got all the lyrics to I'll Be Your Light, one of my records, and he wove it into his artwork. And so I'm pretty excited about this. I haven't even hung it up yet. I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to put it. It's, but it's probably going to go in that room over there. Yeah, so, but I'm going to put that. So now I'm going to use it for a backdrop. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. How do you feel about being in the class with Madonna? That's quite an honor, you know. Quite what a compliment! Absolutely, oh. you're up there with Madonna. That's quite absolutely. A yeah, she's an amazing performer. She's definitely a better business person than I am. I'm a little, bit, <laughs> I'm a little bit too uh, easy about everything. But she's a, she's a very fiery focused uh, business person. I've always admired that about her because I just, uh, you know, I guess I want my music to be famous, but I never really care if my face is, you know. Um, but I do admire people that that go for it like that. Um, so and and she's the, she's got great songs. Shep Pettibone is a friend of mine. What a great songwriter and uh, business person. And and they were a great duo. And she's just had a magical uh, career, really beautiful career. And she's got great kids. I've got great how, kids. She knew how to. I want to bring that up. How, she knew how to reinvent herself. That's what Absolutely. she. Yeah, she just kept becoming another person every decade. Yeah. So you have no, amazing. You have two children, or do you have more now? I've got two. I've got two, but I've got nieces and nephews that I'm constantly uh, mothering. So <laughs> I feel well, like I, mean, I got a lot more. But yeah. you have a very um, you know unique story. You've overcome a whole lot of obstacles. I read this stuff I, when I googled you online. So much stuff comes up, but I, it came, uh, a whole article came up about how in 2000. I think it was 2001, you, you got yes. leukemia and you were in the hospital mm. for a year and you had two young children and you weren't married and, and that's how you wrote your next album. But you've really overcome a ton of obstacles you know, to get where you are today. And I think that's number one, super admirable. And number two, I'm super happy you know, that it's been, what do your kids think about you, know, you being this big singer? Um, they're really proud of me. They, they, I've, I've kind of made them into house music fans now, so they love dance music, house music. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty supportive. They're, you know, like like most kids, they're trying to figure out what their passion is, and uh, but they they definitely get excited about. Uh, I mean, they when the song got added this week to Pride Radio, and they both were texting me. Thought that was so exciting and. Um, it looks like they get another radio station in Chicago uh, this next week, and so they love the they love the song by my side. Uh, it's got a great message. It's about friendships and people that that are right there behind us cheering us on, and I I think that's a, a special message for everyone right now. It's uh, sometimes we forget to celebrate the people that cheer us on and encourage us to to be our better selves. I actually have it. We're gonna. We actually took the, the lyric video and I downloaded it and gave it to the station so we could play it while you're on, so everybody could hear it. And Are they going to kick us off it. again? I don't think oh, they're going to. Right on. Okay. Yeah, it's got a fun lyric video. We're going to do the official music video soon when I'm not on the road. We've got the physical CD. People are order ordering it now, so we're going to have those out in the next week to um, to our fans that collect the physical CD. And then there's 14 remixes that are out on iTunes and everywhere. So um, you can go to my website and, 
and um, they don't let us play your music. You know that. We're getting but she's in. The, she's not on a. She's not on. Like it depends on who puts it out. I think we're going to be okay. Sometimes so. they shut us down. Because they no, shut you're us. fine. I, I own my own label, so you guys can play it away. Go. No, but can you believe this bullshit? It's your music. <laughs> you're giving us permission to use it. And they say, no, you're not allowed. We had John B. Well, on. That's, that's because the artists don't own the masters, but I own, own the masters. Yes. So you can play whatever of mine. Play I hope so, music. because I want to get up and dance. I want to lose a couple of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. There you go. You, you think I'm do? not going to dance when your music comes So here we go. Hang crazy. on. Here's what, I, here's, what I, Christine, here's what I want you to do. Uh, say who you are, announce the single, and then Juan's going to play it for us. And you hang on, and then we'll talk about it when we get back. Okay. All right, go. Hello, this is Christine W., and this is my new single, just added to quite a few radio stations lately, and it is called By My Side. Oh, it's a ballad? No. Oh. It's a dance song. It'll be fun. Let's go, Juan. <laughs> Take it away.
Get on there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a good one. It's a good one. And I have to it's say, one. you really make good lyric videos because most of the time people's lyric videos are terrible, but yours was super cool. It was very well put yeah. together, lots to look at. And that's you playing the bongos? Yeah, that's me. That's me. We did a, um, I was at Chris Cocker's studio. Uh, the producer of that, of uh, that particular version is James Herr from London. And he is like Chris Cox. They're very uh, much big fans of Giorgio Moroder, who did all the production for Donna Summer. Yeah. The big production for Donna Summer in her career. So both of them are students of Giorgio Moroder. And Chris Cox, uh, he has a studio here in Vegas. And we recorded all the live percussion for that breakdown. So that's me playing the congas in the studio. But we that's all live percussion that we that we recorded here in Vegas for that while your video was playing, I said to Jimmy, her voice sounds the same. You recognize it immediately. The minute you open that song up, I said, it's the same voice. You know, a lot of people lose their voices over time, but your voice is still strong and beautiful. Terrific. I love Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh, you work with Patti LaBelle, I'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I think Johnny Mathis and, and uh, you know, Johnny Mathis, he, he doesn't smoke cigarettes. I, I don't think he even smokes pot. It's just you really have to protect um, your vocal cords because they're so tiny, you know. Johnny, that, Johnny is a Christian and, you know, he had a very bad stroke and he was not, and, uh, unable to move his mouth or sing. It was all crooked. And he overcame that and he became a devout Christian. So Johnny does not drink smoke or do drugs or anything. He's a very clean living guy. And um, I won't get well, personal. Well, in his performance because his voice was so beautiful and his songs sound just yeah. like the record. Oh, yeah. like I was taken away. Like Misty, Misty just blew me away. I'd never, uh, yeah, I did not expect uh, that at yeah. all. Yeah. No, Johnny. that beautiful. I, I know Johnny's voice because the first time I saw Johnny Cos, uh, Johnny Cos, Johnny Mantis, was in 1956. I was 16 years old, and I was over this girl's house with a bunch of guys and girls. It was a makeout session, and Johnny Mantis came on TV. We never knew who the hell he was, and he came on. With, I believe it was Chances Are, and we, the kids, we went nuts for him. I mean, God, we didn't get enough of him. And I told him that, and I also said to him, "You know, you got more people pregnant in my day," and he said. Ron, so many people tell me that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, said, but no, it's I think true. my mom even told him that, too. We had very big cars. Yeah, I had four kids because of you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, had, we had big cars with big back seats, and we played Johnny Mantis, and everybody got pregnant. So he, he, he knew that. Yeah, He's, a He's a nice guy. So I'm going to do yeah, one more bragging. I want to do another. I like to do bragging for people because I don't like. If you do it, it doesn't come across as well as if I do it. Uh, so um, you also have an album, and it's called "The Power of Music," and it's one of three albums in the history of the charts to produce seven number one hits from one album. And the only other people to do that are Katy Perry with "Teenage Dream" and Rihanna with "Auntie." So that's like a huge, big ass deal. Like you have all these, like you know. Uh, milestones that, that like nobody in the world, you know, gets to have. And so number one, I want to congratulate you on it. Number two, um, 
I also read that, that you were like uh, Miss Washington. So Ron's, Ron's daughter used to be in the pageants when she was young. You were Miss Washington. You competed in Miss America. You won the opening swimsuit in time. And you sang, yeah. summertime. you sang Summertime. What a great song. I did. Summertime in the living museum. I did it like a costume. So jump in and the cotton is high. Your daddy's rich and your mama, she's so good looking. So I said, hush, little baby. Dum, da, 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 you cry. Yeah. So that's, uh, I'm a jazz music. The reason you're still doing is because you know how to do it. No, oh, yeah. no, no other We did a lot of shows. I grew up on the stages of Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, you don't really get any excuses and you don't get any coddling. If you don't, no, if I, you don't I, make I, money in the bar, you're gone. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a very, yeah, it's brutal, but you figure out if you're any good real quick. <laughs> Well, I read too that when you won, then you moved, you went to school, you went to, you, I think, did it say you went to Vegas with the money that you won from the pageants? Yep. Mm -hmm. I went to UNLV and I uh, got my degree in uh, marketing, music, and, um, and business. Yep. I like, love it. But so, it wasn't you. That's not who you are. Marketing. Again, honey? You're, no. not, you're not marketing. Marketing. I wouldn't say that's my, I, it's, it's really hard for me to market myself. Oh yeah, I'm terrible. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> uh, Listen to me. No, I, I'm not good at blowing my own horn, even though I sing it in my Clubland song. You got to blow your own horn. I, I just not Listen, very good at that. <laughs> our, our show is famous because we're honest. We don't bullshit on our show. We don't make you feel good. If you stink, we just say how nice you are. But if you're really great, we also bring that out. You are what you are because of what you did. You didn't have to have promo or PR. I mean, you go to any, um, listen, I went to clubs in New York City, the big clubs. I was at Studio 54 all the time in those days. All right? Wow. I, mean, I was a crazy guy. I mean, I was a clubber. And I'm telling you, when your music came on, the queens would start screaming, ah! and everybody would get out on the dance floor and act crazy. So you, you have it. Some people have it. Some people don't. You have, a, you have a beautiful voice, and you know how to do it. And that's what made you successful. So, so you don't need to brag about yourself. People that know your music, they know who you are. Which, by the way, you just let the music speak for itself, right? That's what we do. Yeah, no, exactly. Your music sells who you are. You don't have to. Listen, people that have no talent need to sell it like crazy because they have nothing to offer. Johnny Mantis, let's go back to him. He doesn't need PR. He doesn't need to be bragging about his music. Are you kidding? No matter where you go in the world, you'll hear him in elevators, all over airplanes. So, you know. So my favorite two Christine W. songs are Stars and One More Try. Uh, probably One More Try is my like, favorite one of all, uh, just and because that was at the very beginning, you know, more, more so at the beginning and, and I'm pretty sure I like saw you perform in Florida because I lived in Florida my whole life until the last ten years. Um, okay, yeah, I performed a lot in Florida, so definitely. Florida, so I'm pretty sure. But back then, I didn't, I didn't have a show, and I wasn't like an influencer, so I didn't get to meet anybody um, like I do now, which I feel fortunate. But I think that you know you had such an incredible career. Like, like, did you always want to be a singer? I know you came from a family, you know that that performed, but did you always want to do? Is this what you always wanted to do? 
I think so. I started singing in church when I was a kid, and um, my grandma would teach me the hymns, and um, it it was kind of a, you know, it was it was something new that that um, that this kid would sing during the the offering that went around, and I'd play this miniature uh, Martin guitar, and I was maybe seven, eight years old, and that's how it started. And um, you know, you get positive reinforcement. And, all these adults are telling you how great you are, and it just—I um, don't—it just gave me a lot of confidence, and it was—it became a thing. I mean, it was—it brought a lot of people into the church just to hear this kid that with this big voice playing the guitar, singing these hymns during the offering. So it was just kind of a neat, neat, uh, neat experience, and it—it uh, it made me want to aspire uh, for more. And my mom was performing in clubs, but I wanted to have a bigger show and. Once I heard Donna Summer on the radio when I was a kid, I just, that, that was it for me. I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write songs like that. I love, I love I songs that were, you know, positive energy, fun, and that, uh, you know, people could dance to and, you know, just create no, more great memories. I love yeah. it when you say, <laughs> when you were a kid with Donna Summers, I was about 38 when Donna Summers was out. I feel, I feel old when people say that. You were a kid when Donna Summers was around. Wow. Um, so wait, uh, how did it feel then? Then because you, I think, didn't your you, your very first single that you ever released was a hit, right? The very first song you ever released, like charted. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I had to go to London to make it happen. I when I yeah, I recorded some music here, and um, when I was in college for a production company out of Los Angeles called Jampire Productions, but that was you know it was all about more like R and B was what was happening over here, and I really wanted to do dance music, house music, and that wasn't happening over here. So I, I mean, it wasn't. It was in the clubs, but it wasn't on the radio. And right. so just, I had to go over to London to, I had to go over to Europe and make it. And, and London is where I broke out of. Yeah. My first song that I recorded in London was Feel What You Want. And it, uh, it blew up in the clubs there and came across the pond back over here to New York. And that doesn't happen broke- for anybody though. Not, that's not like nobody like has, I mean, people like do shit for fucking 20 years and then they get a hit, you know, like I remember like the Goo Goo Dolls, I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and I I dressed them one time, and and uh, and and they told they told me stories about how you know they had the Iris and all those big hits, but they were like they had Iris and all those big hits, and they were like, yeah, you know, we're an overnight sensation. We like lived in a van for like fifteen years, you know, before we ever had a hit, you know, playing all over the place for fifteen years, you know. So the fact that your very first you know real song is a huge hit. Um, is is freaking like oh, awesome. Oh, I wrote a lot of songs before then. That's for sure. I wrote a lot of songs before that, and I, I want to bring. I want to bring. Yeah, yeah, no, I did, and I did a lot of shows before that. So, because you know, you have to think, I came here when I was eighteen, so I'd already, you know, I'd been performing since I got here. So, um, I you know, you're right, you're right, though. I guess uh, my first time going overseas, I had a hit record. Yeah, you're right. That is quite amazing. Yes. uh, Okay. I have to to say something. All of you out there who loved the TV show Queer as Folk, they played her music, I think, more than anybody else's on Queer as Folk. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. We had, I think we had more more records. In fact, every season opened up with the uh, Some Lovin' music video before the show ever came on. Right. Uh, my music video, Some Love and Played, before the, the, every episode. So, yeah, that was cool. 
Enjoy that. What a great cast. Beautiful cast. What, what great people. What a Taya, great Taya Gill was a good, is still a good friend of mine. Taya, Taya Gill, who played the blonde lesbian. She yes. is, she's a sweetie pie. Also, song, uh, Joya had a song, a hit song on there too, Joya Bruno, because um, I, I was doing a lot of stuff with her back then. Um, I also she's saw, so I don't know, I read this and I don't know if it like, I don't know if it was just your song was in it or you performed in it in the movie Indecent Proposal with Robert Redford and Demi Moore. Yes, I did. That was my first, uh, my first time that I had my college band was performing in, um, yeah, at the Las Vegas Hilton and, uh, the uh, director, who's a famous British guy, here we go again with the, with, somehow I- <laughs> British, he, yes, I love you. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he loved the song Easy Come, Easy Go, which I used to, I wrote it about watching people lose money all the time. Wow. And uh, I made it about a relationship or it could be about gambling. You know, you can, you can get your own take on it. And he was listening to that song, you know, and uh, when he came in to scout locations with his crew and he fell in love with that song. And then next thing you know, I'm on stage singing that song with my band for the in the movie. So I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. It was a big movie. I also saw that you had a song on. So Roadhouse, that's your friends with Julie Michaels. Roadhouse is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've oh, seen it a thousand times. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a song in that one, too. Yes, my best friend, Julie Michaels, she was, had gotten that, a big part in that movie, and I came to the set, and I was, like I said, when I was in college, I was working at that um, Jam Power Productions, which a lot of famous people came out of, came out of there, uh, Chucky Booker and uh, Janet Jackson uh, was always recording there, that was a, that was quite a, quite a studio, right. quite a team of producers there, but yeah, I brought this song that I had written with um, a fellow named Keith Holland, and she was she was working out on the set and playing it all the time because it was just a, a really neat song. And um, there again, I think Joel, Joel Silvers heard it, or she brought it to Joel Silvers, and and he said, "Okay, well, let's put it in the movie." And so that's how that happened. That was crazy. And I, I I'd gone like to her. Again, She's man. a great actress. She's still yeah. one of my best friends. She's my best, still my best friend. Yeah, oh, I, I love her. Death and I, I've literally seen the movie like a hundred times. Um, it's so good. Every time you watch it, you catch something else. It's, the acting is so insane, right? Those actors yeah. were crazy good. I'm yeah. so blessed to be on the set and just. I, I, I saw that. the I saw the original Roadhouse with Ida Lupino in 1945. Oh, I don't know if this is the same. And then, of course, they made it again with what's his name, the fellow? Patrick Swayze. Right. Yeah, that one. Oh, I love it. That's yeah, what her I friend have, is one of the stars have, of that I haven't one. seen that one. Oh, it's awesome. I like love it. But I know, I know the original uh, Roadhouse. I like love it. So, any, I, any, <clears throat> any chance you'd ever release like a, like, like, a, like a jazz standards type of album? That's not. Have you released anything that's not dance? That's actually for no, public consumption? It, no, it, yes, I have. I have. I've got an album called Straight Up with a Twist, which is. Um, I recorded it with all the musicians that um, tour on and off with Carlos Santana. And oh, wow. It is, uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's Ed, Ed Roth on keyboards. What a great jazz player. Uh, Jason Hahn on the percussion. Um, and what kind of songs? Are they like originals? Or are they originals or are they covers? Uh, we got some covers and we have some originals. I flipped some of my dance hits into jazz to sound like jazz standards, and they do. Uh, I feel what you want. My first number one hit. It's amazing as a jazz 
Um, oh my God. So I, invite you to, I invite you to check out Straight Up. I'm going to no, the double CD, mm-hmm. all live sessions. Mm-hmm. Keep doing dance music. We need to dance more today with what's going on in the world. We need your music. We need um, to get, get our frustrations out by dancing up a storm. I always believe that. Dancing is the best way to get rid of it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it frees the spirit. It really does. It does. It, dancing is the answer. I always believe that. And I love your music. I keep saying that. But you know what? I have a favorite song of yours, and I don't remember the title. But they played it in all the clubs all the time. It was a number one hit, I guess. All of, our of yours. <laughs> and, 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 well, no. And she, you started it off with like sort of like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> Well, I can't. You held one note when you started it, and then you went into the boom, 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 boom. I guess. Okay, I, I think you're talking about uh, Junior Vasquez's uh, Junior's mix of Land of the Living. Um, that's another show is over, and the lights are going down, baby. And that's the one. And that's the one. That's it. Yes, I love that. I think I have that in my car. You know, my car is the Academy Award of Music. Anybody that comes on the show, no, seriously, if I love their music, it goes in my car. And I have nice. you, I have you in my car before I, this show. Now, of course, I'm going to put more of you in because I know you. But that song is a great song. I, love, I didn't know that. That's the one with Patty. Yeah. Oh, well, that was well, she's that, that Patty did the version with her. But right. when she's talking about that, you heard in the clubs. No, it wasn't with it Patty. Yes. It's just her. But so no, you're right. So how come? How come you have your own day? In Nevada, I wrote down June 28th is Christine W. Day. How did you get your own day in Nevada? Well, like I said, I started performing at the Las Vegas Hilton when I was, you know, doing my college band. So you got to think I had did more shows than Elvis uh, because I was we, in the lounge. I was playing the Tina Turner room and uh, that room was about 250 seats. Um, and I did about four shows a night. You know, when you first start and you're doing the smaller rooms, you do more shows. So I did four 45-minute shows a night, six nights a week. So you get a lot of shows going on that way. Where You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where Elvis did like one show a night, you know, and he was off two nights. He, I think he did five nights a week. So, yeah, I think when, when I surpassed the number of shows that Elvis did, I think the entertainment directors were like, Whoa. absolutely. Now tell me, when you go to see your show, when someone goes to see your show, how did they stay seated? If I were there, I have to get up and dance. Well, I, I, mean, I think that's, yeah, I think that's why when um, we, the show got too big for the Tina Turner room, they demolished the smaller room and they built a 500 seat, a double capacity uh, room two story and they called it the nightclub and it's still there and it's uh state-of-the-art beautiful room and um yeah and that's that's what we had to do we had too many people so we uh we doubled the the capacity and got all new stuff and that was 90 i think the interesting part was that that was 97 and that's when my first album came out in london so i you know i think i was there for another year or something maybe, but um, I was starting to tour after that. So the question I want to know, he wants to know, do they dance? The question I want to know about is, Oh yeah. No, they built it in the new room. They built a bigger dance floor. Yeah. Because of the people dancing. 
if I came, if I came to your show, Honey Bun, there's no way I'm sitting. I can't. I won't be able to. There's no way. Yeah, no. Everybody always ends up dancing. So uh, even if they sure. if they start out seated, everybody ends up dancing. So sure. yeah, you're right. I like I love it. Do you still play in Las Vegas? Like, do they book you to play once in a while shows? Uh, sometimes, yeah, I do uh, corporate parties, and um, yeah, I mean that's that's always an option. But I've always got so many shows on the road, and I think as you know, we talk about it. It it is very good to keep doing shows in different areas for the new music because you expand it to different areas. And it seems like every time I go to a different area, I, I tend to get more radio after a show or, you know, more attention on the new music. So I, I, I don't know. It, it has worked, to be honest. That um, I love it. Okay. What do you think of what do you think of rap music? <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of rap music. Although I did rap in a song that I wrote called "All In" for a, a poker show. Um, for the All Stars of Poker, but um, I rapped in that one. I'm pretty good at it, but um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not that big of a fan because I don't. I don't honestly ever. Not really singing. To rap. It's, it's just not for me. <laughs> I just the kids like it. You know, the kids want everything different than their parents, and it. it you know, I your, like it, your, so. your your music, Patty, Johnny, all those people. You can't beat them. You know, you guys go down in in the in the legend book, book of legends. Uh, well, I mean, okay. I like party rap. I like it when it's party rap and it's not too foul. Like, I, I can't handle too much. Yeah, he doesn't like oh, it. I, yeah. I was in my car. If it's fun, if, if it's fun and it's party-ish, yeah, I like no, it. I, I, I can handle it. I was in my car one day with the top down and came next to me a car with a guy in it, loud with the boom, 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 boom. And I heard the lyrics. I'm going to get you, bitch. I'm going to slit you. I'm going to cut you, woman. I'm going to kill you. And I thought, Jesus Christ, that's different from Johnny Mantis. Stand there, Mr. Morgan, darling. Let me catch my breath. I've never seen a picture quite so lovely. Those are lyrics that you would sing to a woman. I've never heard of saying, I'm going to cut you, bitch. (laughs) I'm going to slit you. I'm going to kill you. So it's not music. It's crazy. That's, that's There's called, some crazy stuff out there for real. Mm-hmm. Isn't that called gangster rap or something? Yes, well, it can uh, be. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, pretty so, much. So let's tell everybody. So you guys can go to Christine's website. It's ChristineW.com on Instagram. She's Christine W Music. You're gonna be in Philadelphia this or Pennsylvania this weekend. Do you have a do you have a calendar on your website that tells people, you know, where you're gonna be playing? Oh, yeah, you can go to ChristineW.com and um when we do private parties, we we tend to not put private shows up there, but we right. do the prides and the, the shows that are, you know, to the public. public. We, we'll post those. Yeah. Perfect. You guys, you can find out, make sure everybody let's support the brand new single by my side. Right. Don't, it's coming out. On an album. It's coming out an album, right? Like the album's coming out soon. We've got a new album coming out soon too. And it's amazing. And it's, it's all finished. So uh, we're finished. So we're just waiting to, uh, I privately want to thank you, and I don't do this often. Thank you for all the fun you gave to me in, in your music because I really enjoyed oh. dancing. Oh, you, thank you. you. That's awesome. What a nice piece. Here we go. That's, that's what I live for right there. That's, that's no, why I do it. Not enough joy in the world, so you know we try to make a joyful noise out there. <laughs> no.
Well, music made me very happy at a time in my life when I had a lot of unhappiness in it. So thank you for that, honey. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. <laughs> thank you so much, Christine. Best of luck with everything. Let us know uh, as more stuff comes you. out. We want to meet, meet you. meet you when you're in New York. Oh, I'll see you guys soon, okay? Jimmy, I'm on the dance floor. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yay. That was Christine W. Guys, she was very fun. I, we've never had her on, but she's uh, definitely got some accolades that are unbelievable. Well, when people bring music that she brings to you, you have to be grateful and thankful because her music, I mean, I don't know if you're, you're I was a clubber. I love club music. I could dance all night, and I did dance all night. And you lose all your inhibitions, your unhappiness. Everything goes away when you dance. And her music is just up there with the best. It really is. I love it. So now we're going to take a quick music break, you guys. And we're going to play Ksenia since she's coming on in a little while. But we're not going to. But we're going to play Keep Walking. This is something she released years ago before she did. Do, doing some of the things that she's doing now, but you'll get to see her. She's a lot of fun. Um, so this is the, the name of the single is Keep Walking. It's by Ksenia, and she'll be our next guest coming on in a few minutes. So enjoy.
Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. That's Ksenia. She's getting ready to come on the show in just a second. And, um, she's a singer, an actress, a comedian with a very funny show that we're going to be talking about. It's called Ready for Hollywood. Um, she's gorgeous, and she's got a bunch of music videos and a bunch of hits. Um, and now she's doing a bunch of comedy stuff that's really, really like you guys are going to love And she her. looks like Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Don't you think? Ron thinks she looks like a young Kim, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. I think so, too. I think her name is pronounced Cattrall. Control? Yeah, not control. People say control, but it's control. Okay, Kim Control. Anyway, let's see if we can get her on here and see what's going on. Go ahead and bring her in, Juan. Hey! She's adorable. Look how cute you are. You look 16 years old. <laughs> you look like a girl, a very young girl. Look at you. You're sweet. Wait, wait let her talk so make sure we can hear her. Hey! <laughs> there you go. I was just saying, do you know who Kim Control is? Yes, I, I love Kim Cattrall. She's one of the Sex in the City stars. Yeah. Yes. Have people told you you look like her? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now I have. <laughs> in fact, I, I used to get uh, like uh, Cameron Diaz or Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kristen oh, Dunst. We too. watched a movie with her last night, actually. Yeah. Yeah. She was I think more Kim, a young Kim Cattrall. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for <laughs> the young. <laughs> yes, the young one. All right, so let's do an intro. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We have actress, singer, comedian, all around fabulous person, Ksenia. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You guys are so sweet. This you is know. my cool co-host, Ron Russell. Hello, hi, Ron. Hi, how this are is you? our dog, Astro, Astro. One of our dogs, sleeping, Astro, sleeping in my arms. 
Hi, Astro. Sweet. It's what an important co-host. Yes. And then we have a um, a bunch of people in the chat room. Just say hi to the chat room. Hi, chat room. <laughs> there you go. All Where? right. Oh, there, there's oh. There's so we just they're just saying my, my first my first question is going to okay. be a tough one. Okay. Right? How come? How could you be a comedian when you're so beautiful? Mostly women that are comedian are homely, because homely women can be funny, but a beautiful woman can never be funny because the men can't get past her beauty. To hear her humor, tell me about it. Thank you so much. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't always beautiful. Uh, growing up in Russia, I had a big head and small body. And uh, everyone called me big head. And I, I didn't really particularly felt be, feel beautiful for a while. I think I, I've gotten more beautiful maybe lately. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty humble. I don't think I'm that beautiful. I think I'm okay. No, but you're, you're, you're too pretty to be a comedian. Just as I said, comedians are usually fat, short, homely. Well, like Joan Rivers or other comedians that were not attractive. Uh, so it, it's also, you know, Sean. He knew Kane, them all. Like he knew Joan. He knew Joan Rivers. He knew. He knows oh, I, everybody. I know everybody. But Sean, <laughs> Sean Kanan, the soap opera star, is a good friend of mine and Jimmy's. He's handsome as they come. So handsome, soap opera actor. Yeah, and he's, he does stand up. And I told him, Sean, you're too handsome. You can't make fun of yourself. You can't make fun of anything because the audience is sitting there saying. Go screw yourself. Look how handsome you are. What are you trying to make? Funny? You can't be funny. You got to be sexy and gorgeous. So I find that to be difficult. I did stand up for 45 years. Wow. Oh, my goodness. In nightclubs all over the world. But I did it in drag, dressed as Jane Russell, the movie star. So I was funny because I was a man dressed as a woman, making fun of being a woman. In straight clubs. He's 83, so this happened yeah, when he was this young. Is, this is all, oh, this, when I was very young, <laughs> I looked like. You look pretty I, good. Yeah, he does. When you I was. You're 16 yourself. I, yes. I looked like Jane when I was young. Not any longer. But, um, so I know stand-up, and I know how hard it is. I would do dinner shows with 350 people. And you go out there, and you got to make 250 people laugh. So you have to know how to do it. And there are tricks to the trade that I learned over the years. Now, I want to, I'd love to see your work oh as a comic. I mean, you're in New York, right? No, she's in LA. LA, I'm in LA. Uh, well, I can, I can see Are you, you playing anywhere soon? Yes, I'm, um, I'm having a show this Sunday. This Sunday? Yes. Where? The three clubs. Oh, the key club. Three clubs. Oh, three clubs. Club. Where is that? It's uh, on Vine in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood. Will you come? Can you guys come? I would love to if we like Sunday. I'm not well. sure. I have to check the calendar. I'm not, I don't have a calendar here. But. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> if you, I would love to come to see you. Oh, my God, please. And then I could tell you maybe some hints. So, so hang things, on. Things to make you funnier. Remember one thing. Stand-up comedy is all about timing. You know that. Yes. If you don't hit the button... When you're supposed to, the joke doesn't play. So timing is the most important thing. Yeah. I can't imagine you as a stand-up comic. Oh my really? gosh. I watched her on movie YouTube, star, so. movie star, yes. Yes. Singer, yes. But a stand-up comic, they don't come that pretty. 
Oh, thank you. Well, I'm the first one, maybe. There we go. Hey. pretty one. No, so also, we'll, we'll see if we real quick, come. say hi to Julia in the chat room. Julia is actually a, a fan of the show, and she actually lives in Russia. Really? <laughs> yeah, so she actually, like, lives in Russia. And um, we should tell tell people a little bit about yourself, because, like, you came here from Russia to become the next Britney Spears. Yes, that's that. I wasn't planning to become a stand-up comedian. I actually didn't even like stand-up comedy. <laughs> I always wanted to be a, a singer, a pop star. So I was born in Russia, in Nahodka. It's uh, it's the end of Russia. It's next to China and North Korea. And uh, I kind of took a one-way ticket. No, you can't take a one-way ticket. I took both-way tickets uh, <laughs> in 2010 because they won't let you in if you right. go return ticket because like you have immigration intentions <laughs> <laughs> they, they they really watch out for that and uh i came to america in 2010 to new york and that's it and uh, i i stayed i mean it was it was quite a quite a journey but um i'm happy i did it so I'm we sure. just played your video keep walking though that was the brooklyn bridge yes yes, yes. Was from New York, so I, I, knew, I was like, "Is I that New York?" And he said, we, "Yes." We have a very, very loving friend that we're crazy about. Her name is Alga. Alga is from Russia. Uh -huh. She was a gun, a, a, a woman's. What a year out was a woman's doctor. Uh, a gynecologist. Oh, I don't know. Not, not a, gynecologist. a gynecologist. Is that a woman's doctor? Yeah. Yes. Female. Yes. Yeah. She was a gynecologist. She also had a radio show that she got political about. And they were going to arrest her and put her in prison. So she escaped from Russia and came to America. She is by far the funniest woman I have ever met. Really? Oh, she talks about Russia and what went on. And, and how, I mean, just her comment, her, her humor is perfect. Her timing is perfect. So and I, she's not even a comedian. No, she's not. <laughs> she's now, a musician. No, she's, she's a musician who plays the piano. But she's also a scientist oh my who, goodness. Right, who right now is working with her husband on designing the bubble that will go on. They already designed it. They designed the bubble. What you're going to live in when you when, go to Mars. When you go to other planets. Oh, wow. Oh. They're super smart. They're geniuses, the two of them. But he's nice. not. He's American. She's Russian. Anyway, um, you know, it, when Alga comes to town, they live up north, California. I would go to your show. You have to meet Olga. She's fabulous. I love her to death. She's a fabulous lady. Fabulous. So hang on. Let's talk about your. Let's talk about the comedy, and we'll go back because I wanted to talk a little bit about the music, just because like you had a lot of success as a musician, and we and we're actually going to play one of your videos for everybody. You're going to introduce it uh, once we get going here. But so you have a show. It's called Ready for Hollywood. Yes. Um, Basically, what you've done is you put tongue in cheek comedy into your music, poking fun at cultural follies of your homeland, and then I. In, in Ready for Hollywood, I wrote this down off the press release that you endured fucked up parents, health issues, shitty Tinder dates. That's what I want to hear about. And fake friends. You know, and, and you've incorporated it all into your new show, Ready for Hollywood. Just tell us a little bit about the show. Okay. Well, I, I always wanted to do a one-woman show. And I love music and I love stand-up. Now I love stand-up. <laughs> so I thought, how do I merge both together? And then the, the only way was, I think, for me to write funny songs on the important topics f for me, you know. So I uh, 
I came to my music producer and he also very, he has like a jazz background. So he, he knows, they were like pop tunes. They were all pop uh, jazzy tunes, like a uh, musical sort of. And I, we had so much fun writing the songs, all this like Russian stereotypes. Like I have a song called Not All Russians Are Spies. I would get like my whole, I would, I would get the whole audience singing with me. It, it's, my, I mean, my, my sense of humor is the self-deprecation. So I really love to make fun of myself. Even some people were offended. They were like, how can you talk like this about yourself? And I'm like, how can you make fun of yourself? What are you, crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I love, I, that's my You're favorite. Beautiful. You're beautiful and sweet and, and adorable. How could you, what could, I, I want to hear some of it. Give me some. Give me some of make fun of yourself. Let me what, hear. What's something you would make fun of I yourself? I want to hear. Give me, a, give me a minute or two of you. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it like that. Xenia, <laughs> I'm from a very peaceful country, Russia. I know. <laughs> I know a lot of you feel sorry for me right now for the way Ukraine is mistreating us. <laughs> I want to hear you make fun of yourself. You said you make um, fun. So. Nobody can pronounce my name. Um, my name is Ksenia, but they call me Kesnia, Kesania, Kesadia, Cassandra, and Natasha. Kesadia. <laughs> it's Natasha. Um, Americans always ask me, is it true we have bears on the roads in Russia? What? That is absolutely not true. What roads? People tried to build the roads, but they were eaten by the bears. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of bears in Russia everywhere, but here, if you see something big and hairy, walking towards you, it's just an Armenian. <laughs> <laughs> that one will piss no, you're people good. off. That's you're cute. Fine. But, like, you know, it's it's hard being a cute Russian woman in America. Whenever I go on a first date, the moment I open my mouth, guys think, oh, she's a stripper, she's a hooker, she's a gold digger. And I'm none of these things. I'm just trying to give you a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're very risque. <laughs> Oh no, she's and, and you have a song out. What is it? Tiny penis. Uh, no, no, it's called. So oh tell us, uh, tell us about Tiny Dick Guy because we're going to oh. actually play the video. Tiny Dick Guys. Okay, so um, one, just one guy, not okay. not a lot, just one, and it's not about the size. Okay, this is about attitude some guys have. You know, um, doing comedy, I've I've encountered a lot of assholes, and then they would be just because I'm a woman, they would like somebody ask me if like what I was doing and I was like I'm a comic and then he was like oh I thought you were escort and you know, <laughs> escort. but like just because I'm Russian just because I'm a woman like uh, a lot of guys don't think women are funny a lot of guys think um, women lose value with age you know and I hear this fucking misogynistic messages all around town and there was one guy in particular who made me feel terrible about myself he said uh, I was I was booked on the show, and I every time I do my show, I I like to rap because that's part of my act. So I need to set up my whole computer. So I need to like know Wi-Fi. I need certain things to set myself up. And he was just not very helpful. And he said like, you you like you're asking for too much. Like you're just a guest here. Like chill. And I was like, I was I was hurt. I sometimes I'm easily hurt. Depends on the time of the month if I'm PMSing or not. <laughs> <laughs> but um i but usually if something happens to me like some i encounter something i would in, like some kind of interaction if it's pleasant or not then a little later 
it would process and come out with an idea. Oh, that was a tiny dick guy. And it wasn't it wasn't even about his size, you know, it was about his fucking attitude. Is it okay to curse? Yes, you can curse. Okay, thank you guys. Um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so and then it wasn't just that guy. So it was the come I, I kind of took a little bit from every guy that I that were an asshole to me and I created this song. It's called Tiny Dig Guy. <laughs> so here we might as well, since we're talking about it, we might as well play it. Introduce this for us. Juan, when she gets finished introducing it, let's play it for everybody. And you just hang on and we'll be right back. We'll let everybody see it. Okay, everybody, are you ready to see who Tiny Dig Guy is? <laughs> Get ready. Let's see it. <laughs> Welcome to the Super Late Night Show with Ksenia. Our next guest is a man with many shortcomings. You know, I painted this. That's why they call me Vincent Van Lil. Welcome. Whoa, yo. Oh. What's up, girl? Damn. How long have you been like this? Okay, so I figured it out. You know, dudes with big egos. I know what their problem is. Check this out. He talks like his son, kind of rich guy, but he acts like a little whiny bitch guy. I don't wanna smash that he's like this guy Kinda sounds like a tiny little dick guy You dudes act like you never seen some titties Little boy moved to the big city Pretending like you're busy Down to the nitty gritty It's obvious you're trying to make up for that itty bitty By making me feel shit You kiss your mama with that mouth Big boy in the club But you're sleeping on the couch You do drop your boy's band so the girls wanna meet you The gold chain when you max out your visa You acting like you're over the big bro but you got nothing to dig for Now I don't want your broadcast So I'm the bitch wow. I bet you just mad Cause I ain't jumping on your dick no. <laughs> He talks like he's some kind of rich guy But he acts like a little whiny bitch guy Yo, I don't wanna smash that he's like this guy Kinda sounds like a tiny little dick guy Bullshit Willa and Dilla You ain't Rilla You look like Manila Maybe it's time to check With your spiritual healer Dude, I kinda had it with the mood Cause I got boobs Now you're giving me attitude That's rude I ain't free Actually kinda expensive Honestly, your ego is offensive Now if you only just let me speak You probably find I'm pretty sweet I eat veggies, meat And I can rhyme a beat Just be nice You might get head in the backseat Whoops, too late I had to buy my own drink He talks like his son kinda
whiny little dick guy, whiny little bitch guy. <laughs> I fucking love it. It was hilarious. Now, hopefully, that's a that's a friend of yours, right? Who did that? Like, because he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 doesn't mind. <laughs> that, that was really funny as all hell. Um, Thank you. No, you know really what, funny. You know really See, funny. You know, now I understand what you're doing. You're playing funny as a beautiful woman. You're not playing funny as an ugly woman, you see, because you're having fun with the man's little dick, not you. Whereas I, I, I spent about an hour with Joan Rivers in her limo. Between Debbie Re I sat between Debbie Reynolds and Joan Rivers. These two broads, if I had a camera, I would have made a million bucks because it was a show they should have done on stage. These two went at each other about age, wrinkles, facelifts. They were destroying themselves. They broke each other. But they were making fun of each other. Mm -hmm. Now, what you do is you're making fun of this small dick guy. So I understand. So that now I see where your humor comes. Your humor comes as the beautiful girl who thinks this guy's a jerk. And that's good. So that now I understand. No, it's very, very it's funny. It's a cute song. It's not offensive at all. It's silly and funny. And I love when he takes a picture of his dick. <laughs> with the no, you know what's really funny? I was going over like all these videos and I found when he actually... <laughs> was really a big oh, he really took the picture. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> video. So I don't, know. I don't want to see this. How did you go from, how did you make the transition from wanting to be Britney Spears to doing comedy? Which you, cause you could really do both. You can, I mean, you're acting, you're doing all kinds of things, but what, what was the, and I was also going to say, you know who, why everybody always like thinks that the Russian girl is the escort is because of law and order. Do you ever watch law and order? It's like every hooker on law and order is Russian. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, we need no, to no, no, wait a second. In all defense, when I lived in New York years ago, yeah. All of the older men all brought brides over from Russia, the most beautiful, young, gorgeous girls. And these girls didn't care for the man, but they, they gave him company sex and whatever. And in turn, they, you know, he, they gave him pleasure. So it was a big deal years ago. Oh, okay. No, so wait, so how did you switch then? How did you decide to go from being a singer to singing comedy? Uh, I'll tell you. Um, I actually really enjoyed watching that video, the, the walk, walk, walk another way. I haven't seen it in a while. And I remember the time when I was, you know, practicing the whole dance sequence and, and filming it. And I was like a totally different person, I think. Like it was just like five years ago. But uh, at that time I was doing just singing. And um, I was doing sad, you know, emotional kind of as a Russian woman i suffering is in my blood so i can i'm capable of feeling deeply you know like suffering deeply so i can capture emotions and songs you know so that's like something natural <laughs> and then when i was doing my sad song show i would talk in between songs and everyone would just laugh and i'm like i'm not even trying to say anything that's funny um and then uh, and then my friend was like, why don't you try doing stand-up? And I was like, stand-up? No, terrible. I'm scared of, like, because it's, I used to have fear of just speaking in English because I, I'm a foreigner, you know, like, my English is not perfect. Some words I don't know, like, it, it's just very stressful. It seems like very stressful to be a stand-up comedian. 
but I took class anyway. I took class with Lisa, Pretty Funny Women. And then, and we wrote all the jokes and jokes were silly. And if you have good material, it's already like half of the success, you know? Yes. So, and then I went on stage and it was just like so easy. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> I say, everyone's laughing. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and uh, so I was doing stand-up and singing sad songs. So it would be like two things I'm doing. Here's I'm singing. Here's I'm doing stand-up. And I was like, it's like, seems like I have to live two different lives. You know, how about I merge it all in one? Are you a Gemini? No, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, I thought you would be. Are you more of a Gemini than you are a Sag? <laughs> really? I think so. No, I think I think it's a very cool thing because I. So I watched. I went on YouTube and watched all your videos in the last couple of days because I knew you were coming on. And um, and like you have another song called "Good News Only," and it has the cutest dog ever. First of all, it's like a it's a brindle like dog or something, a bulldog, I think. A bulldog, yeah. Beautiful dog ever. And then I started listening, and, and I, I think your comedy videos are hilarious, and I think your Britney Spears video type videos are well, really wait good. Wait a minute. Huh? Why on earth would anyone want to be Britney Spears? Oh, that's she, just a now. She's uh, the most screwed up. Now woman. she is, but back in the day, 15 I mean, years ago, she was the number one artist. She's one of the biggest artists in the yeah, history of Yeah, I know, music. but she was nuts even then. <laughs> We don't know this in Russia. We just see, like, we just know hits, and we see somebody, you know, when... when I, I can never forget the photograph of Britney Spears getting out of her Jeep in a miniskirt with no panties. Oh. And as she got out, she opened her legs. And then she shaved her head right after that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the cameraman took a picture. They shot her beaver, as they say in California. So, so that was no way to get famous. And there, but and there, anyway. In the chat room, Julia from Russia is asking if you watched the, the marvelous Miss Maisel and did you like it? Because that's a female comedian, and it's I different know. than you do. But yeah, she, you like she's, it? she was not a beauty. The actress is a beautiful. No, she's beautiful. No, she's not, not like you. No, she's not beautiful. She's decent. She's attractive. Yeah. She's, she's, she's not embarrassing. No, she's she's <laughs> she's very passable, but she doesn't. I mean, in your video with your long blonde hair, I kept saying to Jimmy. She's gorgeous. Look how beautiful she is. She doesn't need to uh, push anything. I think that if you get out in the world, you're going to go places. Oh, wait, if you stay in your house, you're not going to go anywhere. You no, let's that. brag, though. Let's brag a little bit. First you have of all, to get, you guys. No, you have to go. She's to, done the comedy show. Wait a minute. Comedy seller. Quiet. You interrupted me. I'm going to punch you right in the face again. <laughs> I'm going to blacken your eyes. Open, We're married. Break your nose. <laughs> knock a couple of teeth out. Okay, go. I'm Italian. I'm tough. Anyway, <laughs> listen, you have got to go to everything there is to go to. You have to be seen everywhere. That's the only way you're going to be noticed and recognized for what you do. Trust me, I'm in the business 64 years. I've learned something in 64 years. I retired for a while and nothing came my way. Then I met Jimmy. We got married. And Jimmy said, Ron, you have to get back to work as an actor. And now I have six movies to make because why? Because I'm out there. Yeah. People are calling me saying we, we need an old man. Of course, we need a grandfather. We need an ancient man. It's okay. I don't care. It's, it's work. Only because you're visible and visibility is the success trick. So you're beautiful and cash in on that beautifulness audition for everything there is. Audition all over the place. 
see if you can't get a television series or something. Once you're famous, then you can call your shots and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. My my little that dog's hair. So let let, me, let me brag though. So she's already performed at the Comedy <laughs> Store, Comedy Cellar, New York City, Flappers. Pretty funny women. She, you're performing in Las Vegas, I know, on the 22nd of this month, right? Someplace in Las Vegas. I don't know where, but we're going to find out. It's called Don't Tell Comedy. They, it's a pop-up show. They tell you location right before the show. So this okay. is a secret show. Yes. Okay. Um, and you're playing again this weekend. I also listen to so – I just want to, like, brag about the music a little bit, you guys. So she did a movie – a song called Only Want You More with Steve Mackey, who's a great singer. He's a great singer. It went no, to number 28 on the iTunes pop chart. She had another single, Fire With Fire, was number 47 on the iTunes uh, pop chart. She's – um. Uh, and, and now she's got this show ready for Hollywood, which was just at the – what was that festival you were just at? I forgot. Fringe the Festival. Festival, the French festival. And so tell us, tell us a little bit about, so first of all, what does your family think about like you coming here and doing all this? They think I'm absolutely crazy. Okay. <laughs> they would. And, 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 and what kind of shitty Tinder dates have you had? Oh, uh, it's okay. It, it, it would be more of a horror stories. <laughs> really, you know, I, when I was in New York, actually, I went on a date with this guy and um, it was okay. And then he's like, next day, he's like, come over, I'll cook for you. And I, and it was like, he's a neighbor. So I guess I will never come over again. But um, I was like, okay, I'll come over. I came over and he just, you know, normally you come over, they already have dinner cooked, but he just started cooking. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and can wait for you to cook. And I'm like, okay. And he's like cutting with a big knife he's cutting meat with a big knife and he's very serious and he's like showing the knife and he's like i'll cut you with this knife later and he continues like cutting <laughs> i was like did i just hear this and it was a joke but okay that was no joke that's not a nice joke though. I, I was I, looking i was looking at the door and i was like how do i like i was actually planning in my head how am i gonna run yeah to get to the door yeah. So yeah, it's it's or this other guy was um, orthopedist. Oh wow! And he's like a doctor, but it turned him on to break things. But he's like, don't like he. We were on a date, talking, and he was like, "Can I break your wrist?" <laughs> but, but don't worry, I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> That's some fucked up shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you should have said to him, can I break your head? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you could go fix it yourself. <laughs> this guy was a nut. But, but this is, we're talking about somebody who is a doctor, who is like a doctor who, who treats people. Yeah. I find more doctors to be crazy than insane. <laughs> I think surgeons are really messed up. Uh, no offense, surgeons, but I think surgeons, you have something wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, too. Like, like, it turns you on to break bones and then... I'll fix it. Don't wor- but don't worry. I'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so also, because you're an actress too, you have a bride to be, a romantic comedy. You wrote it, produced, co-wrote it, produced it, starred in it, and then Operation Bombshell. Are you the bombshell? Of course. Yeah, my, me, my friend Irina. We we wrote. It's just, just a script right now. Uh, we okay. wrote a very funny, um, like action film. 
and um I, I don't want to talk about it's a little political um about like vladimir putin and world war three and how we two girls actually save in the world <laughs> yeah but it's just a script right now so we're looking yeah, we need that we actually need it. Well, is Bride to Be, is that something people can see or is that in development? It's on Amazon Prime, guys. Just go ahead and uh, watch it. Yeah. Bride to Be. Now, everybody in the chat room is going to say, Ron, when are you going to ask those personal questions? So now I'm going to ask you a personal question. Oh, no, let's not. <laughs> is, there, is there a man in your life that you're crazy about? Mm, no. Why? <laughs> a beautiful girl like you should have done some men. She's focusing on her career. No, like... Oh, yeah. There are a lot of men around me, but I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> She's not crazy about any of them. I, I, being crazy about men is like past century. Like now people should be crazy about themselves, especially women. Okay. You know? <laughs> like just as long as you're crazy and you love yourself, um, cra crazy about yourself and really love yourself and nurture yourself. That's healthy, I think. Okay, I like love it. But but it's a it's been a journey for me because uh, I'm, I've been in therapy for a while. Being from Russia, like I was raised really tough, like I was really, I was told that I wasn't shit, and I anything I do, somebody can do it better. So it was very competitive sl slash abusive environment, and my dad didn't think I was pretty. And he was like, well, she's she's like a, you know what he called me, actually? I forgave them. Don't worry, guys. It's fine. They, they, they didn't know what they were doing. You know, they had children for the first time. Like, I feel like I'm very profound at this point. <laughs> but I think they were just, he. you know, how, what is it? Like a black duck? You know, have like swans and then there's like a black yes. swan. Yes. One that's not like, but because I had a huge head and small body. But now my body grew into my head. <laughs> Now we, now we, um, now we okay. I think. Okay, I love it. I, I mean, it's different though. Like how? So it was a big deal to to decide to pack up and leave Russia and come here. I mean, it's it's risky. Like it's you trying to do the impossible, kind of see what did happens. You know anybody here though? Did you just come, just show up, or did you actually know somebody here? Well, I came a year before for work and travel program, so I made few friends. Okay. We had a we had a one guy who was a, like a relative of my friend in Russia, so it was easier to come here to stay with him at first in Brooklyn. Uh, so I guess I had some points of contact. <laughs> it wasn't completely like I'm I'm walking on the street, but yet somehow at that time, everyone was just helpful. Everyone was friendly. There was people were there to help. I don't know how it worked out like that, but there was you need something and you just like. It, you keep attracting it into your life. But I also felt my energy was, I was like, oh my God, when, when I got a visa, I thought that's it. All my dreams will come true. I didn't know how hard it was going to be. I was like, oh, that's it. Like, I just need to get there. Everything else is just going to happen. How hard was it getting out of Russia? You know, they, they suspect you have immigration intentions, which they don't want you to have. So you have to prove at the interview that you don't have any immigration intentions. So I had to like, hey, I have a job here. Here's a letter from my job. I have a property. I have a car. I have um, family. 
yeah, like I have family. I actually even had a boyfriend. I just like left. I left him. <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, you know, if a woman wants something, she'll, I mean, in my book, woman would do it. <laughs> now, this is a very serious question. What was it like living in a communist country? Uh, well, I always found a way because I was singing. So it was e- a little easier for me making money because I was start. I started working when I was in t- 10th grade. Like it's like we have 11th grade school system. Okay. So I started working as a clown when I was 16, 15, 16, at 16. Yeah. So I was working as a clown at the kids parties. And then at night I was singing at the one club we have. So I was always making my own money somehow. And it was more than people do any other job because entertainment jobs were paid better. Right. And then and then I moved to a bigger city, Vladivostok. And then I got a job there singing at the restaurant. But it was I was still making Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was still making more than my mom, you know, or, or my dad, because my dad and mom didn't make that much. But the entertainment paid better and then St. Petersburg even bigger city so I can't really like it was not a lot of money but it was enough to just cover basic needs but that's what Russia does like you don't you you can never make enough unless you like cousin of Vladimir Putin but you (laughs) like in Russia they make make just enough but not enough to save up not enough to travel it's just just to like Because Russia is communist and communist is commune, everybody is the same level. There are no rich and poor people in Russia. Everybody is just like ants, the same. This is why we in America now are fighting socialism, because socialism is starting to happen in our country. And American people don't understand that socialism is another word for communism. And until you understand the communist system, Don't vote for it because it's not a good system, I feel. I have many Russian friends growing up. My neighbor next door, the the guy, the the father was from Russia. And he, uh, as a matter of fact, he worked for the uh, czar. This is how my fact I go back. He was one of the servants that worked for the czar of Russia before they killed him. And... He just had nothing to say about my, and my both parents were socialists and I am the furthest thing from a socialist. So I don't think that the communist system is a good system. I, otherwise it would have spread so all over the, the world earlier. You don't miss it, right? You don't miss Russia. You miss your family maybe, but not mm-hmm. Russia. Freedom of speech, freedom to do what you want. You could not behave in Russia the way you behave here. I mean, that, the way I behave here. No, you, you, you would never happen. Your song would never work because there's no freedom of speech in Russia. They tell you what to do, where to go, how to do it. No, not, not, not like North Korea. I mean, right now you have to watch out what you say about the situation going on. You can't really say it's, that it's a war. You have to call it a special operation. Uh, and if you say that, the, if you say anything other than special operation, they will take you and fine you and put you to prison. But you can joke about other things. If it, you, you can joke about politics. But also right. you, can, you, you can be gay in Russia. 
you can't promote it. Yeah, so we would be in trouble too. Yeah, you cannot be gay in Russia. And that, so if communism comes to America, there's about a, a trillion gay people here. I mean, God, everywhere you look, there's a screaming fairy. So, you know, I don't know what the hell we're doing in this country with this bullshit about equality. There's no such thing as equality because no one is the same. No one looks the same. No one has the same intelligence. No one has the same talent. We Americans who are born here are all different people. And I believe that we are the best, no matter who you are in the world. The blacks, the yellows, the greens, the whites, the purple, the pinks. Gay, the straights. Everybody, gays, the straights, we're all just good people. Yeah. I believe. And I don't think that we have to work so hard at being uh, diversified. We, we are diversified. Some politics are wrong from years ago, but now they're good. Anyway, in short, I'm so happy you're here because I know here you're going to get someplace and do something. I know you. I have a gut feeling about you. He laughs. He doesn't laugh. No, I don't laugh for a lot of people coming on. Like we've no. had other comedians, and they weren't very funny when they couldn't just talk normal if they weren't. No, you know stage. what it was. Very- no, you know what it was. What I found funny about you. It sounded like the first time. Keep that talent. Most uh-huh. comedians, I hear them like. It, look, I've been in show business forever. I hear them like they did it a hundred times. So on the way this morning to the market, I tripped in a puddle and fell down and hurt my nose. That kind of thing. You don't do that. You hesitate. You think. You talk like you're a friend. I feel like I'm at lunch with you. And you make me laugh. Keep that about you. Don't become so professional that you are. Joan Rivers, again, never acted professional. Never. When she came on stage, she made you think it was the first time she said it. I mean, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the trick to being a good stand-up. When you sound rehearsed and done, the joke is not funny anymore. Because we know it's bullshit. You make the joke real. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. I I tried. That's the trick, you know, to to have your material all polished with all these punchlines, but to go on stage and perform it like you're doing it for the first time. Yes. When, yeah. when I worked, when I worked up stand-up comic in nightclubs, supper clubs, I never did, did the act the same because it was bored. I, mm-hmm. I, came out, I did a song when I came out, The Lady is a Tramp, and I was bored because here I am doing the same shit night in and night out. Okay. And it doesn't work anymore. So I would change it around. Mm-hmm. I would make believe I forgot something when I didn't. I'd say, oh, my God, I don't remember what I'm talking about. It must have been those drugs I did last night. You know, something stupid. Uh-huh. That kept it fresh. Yeah, I liked, yeah, I, I, I totally know what you're talking about. That's good. So you guys. Uh, we, no, you're natural. We, you're have, three, natural we have three minutes. Community. I want to I like get some stuff out for her first. You guys follow Ksenia on Instagram. It's I am Ksenia. Her website is IamKasenia.com, and on her website, you can find stuff about her music, about her comedy. Um, she's got upcoming shows that are available for the public. Um, check out all her musical stuff that she's done. Um, do you still like Britney Spears? I hope she uh, she feels better. Yeah, I hope I, so, too, because she's in the like, news again. I do like her hits. You know, I think she has some. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hits, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so... 
So, so how many fake friends have you met? Since that's another topic you talk about, what are some of your? Have you met a lot? We have a zillion fake friends. <laughs> God, um, I have, can I tell you a joke about it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's really hard to go to Russia these days. You can only go through Russia-friendly places like Turkey, Dubai, Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <laughs> but once you get to Russia, it's really hard to get out of Russia. You know, everyone left Russia. They don't want you to leave. So I was at the border and they were questioning me, like, why do you want to leave Russia? I was like, I don't know, maybe because it's 17 degrees in July. <laughs> why do you want to leave Russia? I said, well, I live in Los Angeles. She said, prove it. So I pretended to be her friend. <laughs> Anytime, I'm always here for you. Guys, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> so, much. so, you know, you know, it's very like, oh my God, you're you're so good. Like, I'm, I'm here for you. Just call me. Like, I'm really like I I you know, I would just we just feel like connected, you know. Oh my god, sister, sister, you know, and then like you never hear from the person. Russia, if you like I have a joke in Russia, if somebody like plans to do something or say something, they will do it. Like if somebody's gonna pl planning to kill you, they'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Better follow through. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's not that funny. Like my sense of humor is a little dark. And but no, oh no, it's great because I know people that come up to me and they say, Ron, if there's anything that I could do for you, please call and let me know. And by the way, could you get me on your Jimmy's show? <laughs> They're doing something for me, right? They want to be on our show. So I find that I'm constantly, and Jimmy also, being approached to be used by people that, you know, think that they're going to friend us so that they get on the show. Because we have 5 million people watching you right now all over the world. Oh, you didn't know that? Yes, she knows. Hey, the pressure is on now. Okay, I'm not going to be natural anymore. We're out of time, though. we got to go. No, so, Ksenia. Yes. Uh, you guys follow her. Uh, I am Ksenia.com. Send me the information about Sunday. I'll see if we can work it out. We'll see and, if uh, we do Sunday. And, uh, yeah. and either way, we're gonna bring, we'll bring you back another time. You're fun. Yes. You're a lot of fun. We have really yes. enjoyed it. You're fabulous. So talented. And we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for making me laugh. Bye. Fun. I needed a good laugh. All right, everybody. Bye, we'll bye, see bye. you next week. She's so Thanks sweet. for coming on the show. She is really the sweetest thing in the world. Yes, she's funny too. She's an innocently sweet girl and very funny. Um, Thanks, chat room. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week because we got to go. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> so can turn out to so yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.